feminism, the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes or organized activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. Hey, this is Unlearning Feminism. This is like the most awkward part of every episode. I mean... Anyway, Brought to you. <laughs> we're the creators of Pretty Broad. Yeah, be sure to check us out at prettybroadmag.com and our other podcast, Apply Liberally. <laughs> Let's just talk about Sydney's hay for a Madison has offered to allow me to redo that and no you're committed I, I like am. it that's like a, it was like a guttural like hey it was really <laughs> scary and I feel like that one is gonna be just as scary but like that's like how excited I am that we're recording this um <laughs> just came out of you well uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so last week's was super factual and important this one is going to be solely based off our opinion it's gonna be like a chit chat get ready with me yeah. but podcast style and we're not getting ready we're already ready and i also think this is gonna be the only episode that's like this we're yeah. kind of getting it out of the way so people can get to know how we feel about certain things and their topics that we're not really going to touch on because we don't think they're that deep Granted, some of them we might go over may seem deep to some people. It's topics that are constantly talked about in feminism that we don't think we need to, like, harp on. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think it's, like, important that you guys get to know us as feminists so you can either decide to, like, trust or not trust what we talk about. (laughs) Exactly. So this is, like, get to know your host. So today, we want to talk about seven ways that sexism materializes in our experiences as pretty privileged middle-class women. Um, I am a very privileged middle-class black woman. That's me. (laughs) And I'm white, so so I'm even more so. Oh, we're also cisgender. Yes. Um, We're straight. Yes. So, so, I mean, we, we're women, I'm black, but we're also, like, really pretty privileged compared to a lot of people on this planet. And so. I think we, like, try to be super open about that. Yeah. Because, like, there's nothing worse than a white girl trying to act like she's disenfranchised when she's not. Yeah, well, and I'm not. oppressions and privileges are layered. And it's, it's not necessarily, like, oh, like, mine trumps yours. But to an extent it is, and... I think as I think people need just should be aware of that not yeah. in the opposite sense. Don't get me wrong, I don't think that people I don't think people's goal should be to be like I have so many oppressions yeah. like I can't even get out of bed in the morning. Like I think people's goal should be to realize where they're privileged so that they can help people who are more oppressed than them rather than like picking out everything that they are oppressed by. Um I don't know, maybe unpopular opinion, but like let's do shit, you know. Yeah, and to touch on that, like, I feel this kind of um, parallels to what we talked about in our last episode Mm -hmm. in terms of the history of feminism, but Bell Hooks actually has, like, a really amazing quote 
Um, and I don't know the exact wording of it, but it's kind of like how the oppressed, like, is the oppressor a lot of the time, and they escape that by being the oppressed. Um, I think Sydney's looking it up. I'm looking it up. I can't, I can't find it, Madison. That's okay. Yeah. I think I pretty much summed it up anyways. Yeah. But regardless, I feel like as a white woman, I, white women, white woman, <laughs> you're everyone. <laughs> as all white women, speaking on behalf, no. Um, I feel like I witness and sometimes do find myself becoming this like oppressed person that while yes, in comparison to like, you know, a white straight male, maybe, but to speak of like feminism just from like this perspective is super ignorant yeah. and like just I don't know it feels wrong frustrating ways that sexism affects me almost every single day is that I am constantly interrupted like dude maybe 50 times a day dude and it's always by the same type of person oh yes <laughs> do you want to say yes. it? <laughs> so I was in a meeting the I was in a meeting once upon a time and <laughs> we'll put it that way I was in a meeting and there were Two women, myself and this other woman, uh, and then there were, let me see, one, two, three. There were three men. So, like, like almost the same amount of people, mm -hmm. uh, of, of, like, men and women in the room. And I am just, like, the, like, lowly intern. Like, I'm just not talking. I'm taking notes, right? This is, like, my first, like, a fish meeting. Like, I'm not about to, like, step in and, like let everyone know what's up though i had many thoughts but i didn't do that but this other woman is like literally on par with all the men in the room in fact she's like literally like t technically like she's above them as far as like position in this like organization that i'm like in or that i was in that i'm whatever and she tried to talk all the time because uh, she had like really valuable input like people should be listening to her and like taking her direction and multiple times she would like start a sentence and just be like straight up cut off, um, which was bad enough. But what was worse was that she would get like yelled over. And then if one of the guys was talking and they got interrupted, it was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Finish. And I was I, my jaw was like dropped it's because kind of I've seen it before, but it was bad. And I'm talking about this is bad. And we have men from every side of the political spectrum. Like, I don't care if you're a self-described liberal you probably do it too it yeah. was so bad and the worst part was that she was used to it because she was just kind of like and was like trying to scream over them kind of like she's used to this like mm -hmm. i just have to scream in meetings something that's interesting to me is that it's always like the the when it really pisses me off it's this guy who is like i'm a feminist mm -hmm. i don't do sexist things mm -hmm. and then i'm talking for maybe five seconds and then all of a sudden i just hear 
someone yelling over what I'm saying. I was literally in a meeting a few days ago and I had to yell over somebody <laughs> because I just didn't want to stop. Like I was like, I am talking and this is insane Yeah, that you're trying to, I'm clearly in the middle of a sentence. Well, what's worse is that like when you do have to start yelling over people, then they're kind of like, okay, like calm down, like Ugh. no yelling. And I'm like, like, maybe the worst thing you could I'm ever like, please say to me. don't be condescending because you don't know how to be polite. Like I have manners. You forgot yours at the door. Like, let me finish my sentence. And it's always like when you go on too long in their minds, you're mm-hmm. the one interrupting because <laughs> they, they didn't even say anything <laughs> they can just tell they're just the look they give you is just kind of like you've spoken too long yeah, you're um, past your time limit on this discussion i'm like this is not gilead and it's also like, it's like i don't really think about. that women are known for going on tangents i don't think minorities are known for going on long tangents i think it's primarily white cis straight men who go yeah. on these tangents and think people give a fuck well i think it's like folklore like oh like women talk a lot and sure it, maybe it's because well, when we're around men we're so used to getting interrupted yeah i mean i don't know what it is i do know that i do talk a lot um i also know a lot of women who don't <laughs> I do, but yeah. let's be real here i talk a shit ton my mother huh my mother can talk but i get that from her but your dad can talk yeah like your dad talks and i I, I honestly think it's just like a personality thing and also it's kind of like i mean we're using personal experience here yeah (laughs) but i feel i have never felt like i need to shut up Hmm. by a woman before oh me neither no i've never been in a talking situation where someone's looked at me like please stop talking it's my turn and whenever I talk to men, that's kind of how I feel like. Ugh, well, I, I feel it. like I, I, I rarely feel like I need to apologize when I'm speaking with women. But when I'm speaking with men, like even my boyfriend, who almost never like cuts me off. Like if anything, he's like the best listener because he just lets me drone on and on. Oh. But it's saying sorry I, I, when I, they interrupt you. Yeah, I always say sorry. And he calls me. He's like, why are you sorry? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you say it all the time. I'm yeah. like, Thank I'm you sorry. Because actually this happened to me the other day where a guy interrupted me and then I said sorry. And he was like, why are you sorry? I interrupted you. <laughs> thank you to those guys. Yeah, thank cause, you for, yeah. Because it's a learned behavior. Me. Yeah, because, yeah. Okay, so, so on in that same in that same vein, I think another because this this is sort of dealing with what happens in professional settings. I mean, it happens in casual settings, but definitely when you're in a professional setting, I feel like you see it more because you kind of see the men just like take their like professional stances like businessmen and like they're just gonna do their thing. But in my experience, I am like never I, okay. I won't say I'm never trusted because I had a really great experience at one of my jobs, which I'll mention as like uh, an opposite to this experience, but I'm not trusted in professional settings as far as like my opinion or my authority. even when I'm explicitly given the authority to make a decision or to guide people on a task, the people that I'm guiding when they are men tend to either just straight up ignore me, straight up not ask me questions and wait around for the man to be available for the question. You either are looking for the person's superior or you're looking for a man who is close to Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've like given direction and it's like great direction or it's just a simple, 
yes or no question based on like factual evidence that only I would have. And it's still like, well, I'm going to check with so-and-so. Cool. You're a liberal, but like, what does that mean? Yeah. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. So I want to touch on the fact that I have never been asked by any male I am first meeting what I do for a living unless the situation like really calls for it and it would be really awkward if they didn't ask but I find that my boyfriend is always asked Mm. and I don't know when I am meeting a couple for the first time or a few people at the same time I direct the question toward everyone and I don't know if you've had this experience, but I feel like this happens to me all the time where I'm like, okay, I guess I do nothing for a living or they assume what I do, which is even worse. I've literally Mm. had someone, because my boyfriend has a kid, say, so what do you do other than watching Jared's kid? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're like, uh, like I'm only like a political consultant. And it's also like, (laughs) it's not even my kid. You think all I do is watch his kid for him, right? It's, I mean, so I I don't really go out in large groups of people. So people don't typically ask me those questions. I do I have had people older than me. This is specifically when I went to a very conservative barbecue because I had a friend and then I went and whatever. It was a thing. It was fine. They were nice people. Um, but they kind of asked me like, Oh, what do you do? And I was just honest and I'm like, Oh, I'm in graduate school. And then I'm planning on doing blah, 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 blah. And at the time it was a, at the time it was a doctorate program. Now it's, um, a JD program, but I was in a room full of women, conservative women. And they all kind of looked at me and were like, Oh, Oh, you're like smart. Oh, that's nice. And like, that was the end of the conversation. And it was like very, it was like, it made me uncomfortable because it wasn't just like, oh, awesome. Like, how'd you get into that? It was just like, oh. Well, I find like when I tell people that I work for a political consulting firm, they are consistently surprised. Yeah. And maybe because of like how I inflect on certain words. Madison. If I'm not like well-spoken and I don't seem very intelligent, it's because I'm not here to like serve you. I'm yeah. not here to make you think I'm smart. I am smart and I know that about myself. So it's kind of like, why are you surprised? But it's like a thing. It's a thing from men and women. I mean, I just said women. Actually, I feel like maybe I've gotten more from women. I remember this is in a high school. I remember, and I know you know this story, but you guys don't, so I'm going to tell you. Um, I remember in my freshman year, I was in an AP class and I, I always took AP classes in high school. And I always did really well in them. And I always did well in the exams. I always did really well in school. I also was like friendly at school and was like, I was a joker, a jokester. I don't know. Like I had friends. Like I was just like quiet. 80 year old. (laughs) Also that. (laughs) Jokester. (laughs) No, but like I was talkative. Let's put it that way. Can you tell? I was talkative. But I, I did well in school and I took school really seriously. And there was a girl who thought that because I was like talkative and like I don't know I just didn't like fit her idea of like what I should be behaving like in order to like get good grades she basically like we're in a group project and she wrote my paper for me and then told me oh by the way I wrote the paper for you so like you don't have to do it like I'm stupid I don't know if it was I don't really know what it was a mixture of I don't like her she's never liked me in fact she literally told someone who I was friends with 
that she didn't know why I was taking AP classes because I'm stupid. This is another one of those things where I'm constantly scared someone thinks I'm stupid. No, totally. I mean, I remember like that was like that was like a crappy experience. But even after that, like even after I graduated high school, even while I was in college, even while I was like doing really well, when when people would ask me, like people I knew from high school, what I was doing, they'd be like surprised or they'd be like, oh, like, are you sure you're going to like go for your master's? Like, yeah, this is a deep rooted thing. But also usually men assume I'm stupid. And I know this because I feel like every time I discuss like smart things, they'll say something like, oh, you're really smart. Like, when have I ever said that to a man? Never. I never go, oh, I'm shocked by your intelligence. Like, how did this happen? And I think it's just (gasps) like this revolving issue. And maybe, like, I have had a few people, like, say it's like an intimidation thing. I have had people say that too, but I'm never intimidated by my boyfriend showing me that he, like, knows stuff. And it's also like, isn't it intimidating? Is it? Isn't it? Sorry. No, that's not right. I'm getting too passionate. Too passionate. Um, That's my next point. um, But I think it's, like, more so less of an intimidation thing that's the problem. It's the fact that you're so intimidated by a woman maybe being smarter than you. Yeah. That is a problem deep-rooted in you, not me. And Mm. I think like we like to layer the word stupid with other terms like i get a lot of the time like you're so preppy like it's Mm. crazy that or like you're you're preppy but you're secretly a badass or you're secretly super smart like what do you think the word preppy means yeah do you think that this is just a term of like endearment because it's not no everyone knows what we're thinking when we hear the word preppy it's a rich privileged white girl who's probably blonde and probably stupid Mm -hmm. you might as well just say i'm stupid you might think that's a nicer way of saying it but it's not yeah that sort of brings me to my next point which is how at least in my experience whenever i get really passionate about something i'm like I'm told that I'm like being really aggressive or crazy. And again, this might be like a personal thing. No, I get it all the time. Right? It's like as soon as I get like really like, I don't want to say worked up, but whenever I do get really passionate about something, it's kind of like, whoa, like you need to calm down. Like there's no reason for you to ever get that passionate. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Too, it's also like, I get it a lot from guys. But also, it's like, I never call you out on it. Never! Because I know where it comes from. Instead, for some reason, you just think we're being angry. Yes, that's what it is. It's like, you assume that my next step is, like, anger. And, like, it's probably Does that come from, like, their moms? Like, what is that about? Like, as soon as a woman's voice elevates, you think she's screaming at you. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not screaming. I just, like, really care about this. That's all! And if you think that your voice does not elevate when you're speaking from a passionate place, you're wrong. It's just you're a man and people don't call you out on it. No, it's kind of like the whole deal with like when you get called shrill for like speaking too loud. It's like, I don't, like I don't say, I just don't say that to guys. Like I just don't do that. And doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Because it does. Yeah. But we are programmed to not comment on it. Yeah. We're just programmed to be like, oh, like, that's cool. Like, you care about something. I feel like it's almost like, why would, like, why would a woman ever care that, like, deeply about something? I know that's not the explicit meaning, but that's, like, the only thing I can break it down to. Well, it's kind of like the whole, like, when people call me preppy, I don't think you're purposely calling me stupid. But there's but, an like, underlying you, thing. You are. And it's just, like, when you're telling me to calm down, 
you think I'm yelling at you when I'm just being passionate. Yeah. And and you're like kind of cutting off my flow of communication and like you're you're belittling me. Yeah, you're making it really difficult for us to have an opinion and you make it feel like there's really no room for us to because well, it, it our opinion is just like us like showing anger. Especially in a debate where mm. it's like calm down, you don't have to yell at me. That is something I always get. And I'm like, I am not yelling. I am speaking firmly and with purpose. And I know you're not used to women doing this to you. Yeah. But that's how I communicate. And I'm sorry. Well, it's like, I'm not sorry. Here's my thing. It's happened so many times. And so many times I'm like, I'm literally not angry. I'm speaking like firmly and with passion. Why can't you, why can't guys just learn that? That's just, this tone of voice just means passion. It doesn't mean anger. Just like get that. And just like, then get over it. Like stop being like afraid when it happens. I speak to women like this all the time. We talk to each other like this all the time. And I never feel threatened. No. And I never feel like there's like a flow of energy. And we're like, I feel like oh, we're doing it right we now. are. <laughs> and it's fine. I see, I just laughed. I'm not angry. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yes, I could go off on a tangent. Why is like me speaking firmly to you so like terrifying though? Like, I just don't understand. Because we're scary, Madison. We. Things come out of us. I mean, <laughs> monster and blood. <laughs> blood. <laughs> so the next thing we're going to talk about is blatant harassment, or as some people like to call it, catcalling. Or harassment, if you're British. So my subject says it. He says, harassment. <laughs> anyway, catcalling. Um, so... Would you like to start this? Okay, off? yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the first time I remember being uh, sexually harassed. I want to know. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Because it was. Cause I don't. It was. Grant, who knows? Maybe it happened before then, but I don't. I mean, I don't remember. So, yeah. I mean, did it happen? I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe I blocked it out. <laughs> so, I was. I want to say I was probably in fifth grade. Maybe sixth grade, but I think it was fifth grade. And we have a community pool um, in my city. Uh, most, like most cities do, um, like a recreational center. And my mom had dropped us off for the day, like me and like my older brother. And I think we were there with other kids, like our friends. Maybe a friend's mom dropped us off, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is like the early 2000s. There's like nothing bad's gonna happen. Like, there's like parents at the pool and like a lifeguard. And it's small, it's like not that big. And I was wearing a bikini and I developed pretty quickly like i got my period in fourth grade i had to start wearing a bra in like fourth grade a sports bra in third grade but like a bra in fourth grade um and i was wearing a bikini um but i had like no like understanding of like what like my body looked like and i also in my opinion clearly represented myself as like a child (laughs) like I don't know I was like in fifth grade like I was hanging out with kids that were like fifth graders I behaved like a fifth grader like I wasn't one of those like precocious fifth graders who like knew about things beyond my age like that was not me as a kid like I was like I was always behind the curve like I was not I was just not like giving off any kind of vibe not that that would make it permissible but I can understand if, like, I looked much older than I did, um, but, like, I didn't. You know, like, I get it. I had boobs, but, like, I didn't look like the kind of girl that understood that she had boobs. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. I didn't understand what that meant to have boobs. 
And this guy and their friends who were older than me, they uh, they were probably like in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, were like catcalling. Like I felt really unsafe. They were they kept making comments at me, and then they kept coming up to me and like asking me on dates and handing me pieces of paper. And I was clearly like very like not about it and annoyed and like kept walking away and leaving them. But, like they were like really persistent. And I don't know what I did about it. I don't know. If, I don't remember. I don't think I did anything. I don't think like I told a person or whatever because i was with friends and it was kind of like like they'll just leave me alone eventually but that was the first time i remember feeling really like i remember wanting to like change like i don't want to be wearing this like i don't even want to be at the pool remember after that i like didn't want to wear bathing suits after that in fact i got a one piece (laughs) i got a one piece i feel like it's interesting too because like i feel like a lot of people listening to this like who've gone out of their way to listen to this are probably not men who have like cat called an elementary schooler yeah but if you talk to any like dude an elementary schooler or like someone who like i don't know how to phrase this Um, say it someone who like in elementary school was a girl like i feel like anyone (laughs) will tell you that it happened the first time in elementary school like yeah. I think for me, I remember it was either third or fourth grade. I was at the park with like two of my friends, a playground, and <laughs> which is like clear signal that you're a child. Yeah, and a group of high school boys came up and like started like flirting with us, and it was really weird. And yeah, like flirting isn't necessarily harassment, but when you're in third grade, like you can tell when a little girl is in third grade, even yes, if, even if they may be like flirting back, that's really disgusting as we all know but it happens and it's happened to every girl probably totally absolutely i mean and i like it still happens (laughs) i mean we're not children anymore but i mean just the other day madison and i were looking at an office space in downtown and we were harassed three times walking back to the parking lot and we looked at each other like we can't work here yeah like it was i'm not kidding you it was a two minute walk to the to the parking garage i mean the this was a few months ago, but I was at a gas station and some like weird looking dude came up to me and was like, <laughs> you got a boyfriend? Oh. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I do. Cause I do. So, okay. We can laugh about this cause it happens frequently. Yeah. This isn't the first time this has actually happened to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I do have a boyfriend. And if it, like, don't approach a woman at a gas station. Don't approach a woman around their car or through the window of your car at a stoplight. Like, just don't. That's, what do you think is going to come up that? He's just going to pull over and, like, talk to you? Anyway, so I'm pumping gas. I'm like, no, yes, I have a boyfriend. Like, go the fuck away. And then they were like, oh, like, we'll see about that. They followed me, I kid you not, 30 minutes all the way home. And, like, were honking at me and literally to my neighborhood. That's like he never learned what no meant. And it's also stalking. That's really like, scary. really creepy. Dude. And granted, like, I've told this story a couple times, and I've had people be like, well, maybe that was their direction home, too. Mm-mm. And it's like, he was tailing me. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like, you can tell. I mean, I haven't had that happen, but I've had, like, numerous occasions where I'm out with my boyfriend. We're, like, holding hands. Mm-hmm. And men have, like looked me up and down or like made comments or like clearly stared at my butt like stared at my butt when i'm not even wearing pants that make my butt look good i'm not like exactly the kind of girl who has like a very nice butt like my butt's just a butt 
And shout out to the guys like my boyfriend who will literally like call people out in public and like embarrass them for that. Cause like that's not okay either. And I feel like that's super normalized to just like look w- women up and down like they're like a piece of meat, but it makes people very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like when men see that, they should call it out to other men. And you shouldn't like egg them, egg your friends on to do it because who, okay, sure. Maybe when you're out in the club, there are some women who but find that. But it's also that- like, no, no woman finds that okay right that's like the like, argument i always hear it's like well there are some who like that i'm like you know what there's there's every kind of person on the planet maybe, maybe like but one the in va- a thousand yeah i'm like but you guys are on the internet the vast majority of us don't you can tell and also Stop like it. to the guys who are saying that how many women have you actually picked up doing right because it's probably zero so my next point is going to be about like liberal men in academia as I said earlier, I'm I'm currently in a master's program. And so at least in my undergraduate experience, I didn't really interact too much with my professors because I was like that shy undergrad who thought she just wanted to like get it over with and then finished and was like, oh, shit, like it's done. Like, can I do it again? And they're like, you can do a master's. And I was like, oh, so in my master's experience, I've been like really friendly with all my professors and all my professors that I've personally had have been like freaking awesome. Like even my male professors, they've been really awesome and super, super aware of themselves. But I have had professors who I haven't had personally, but I've met on numerous occasions because when you're in the kind of program I'm in, you like you just eventually know all the professors. You're, you interact with them a lot at conferences. Um, and in my experience, liberal men in academia are the fucking worst they think that because they're liberal they're like entailed to be like super super sexist and talk down to like their female their female students specifically and i feel like people have started to pay attention to this when a lot of claims came out about sexual harassment from male professors to their female students um because a lot of those professors more likely than not lean more liberal but these reports were coming out like, oh, like they like, you know, they raped their student or they were like sexually harassing them. And I'm not saying I've had that experience, but I have experienced male professors and male classmates, but male professors specifically being like very condescending to the point that Madison and I went to a conference to discuss our ideas for Pretty Broad. And we had two male professors leave. And I was like, whatever, like they had to leave. Like I, it's not a big deal. What made it worse was that when we left, we overheard them talking about our presentation and like shit talking it, which was weird because like we're students and like they're professors and we only wanted input. And And what's funny is that afterwards, the room was full, full of female professors and graduate students who were like so hyped about our idea and wanted to help us and were giving us cards and giving us input so like it wasn't a wow our ideas were terrible it was a they i they clearly just had like a problem and also i think this like directly parallel parallels to the point that we made about um men just getting really freaked out when women are passionate and yeah like they're being aggressive mm-hmm. and i feel like we were leading a lecture about what we were doing Mm -hmm. for input. Like this whole conference was specifically to get their input. Mm -hmm. And instead of giving us any input for people who obviously had a lot of opinions about it, they just left and talked shit with other white men. Yeah. No. And that was the, that was, that was the problem. We, we were talking about how we can get 
young young people, young diverse groups of people. Primarily feminists. Yeah, like engaged in political discourse and they claim to care about the same thing, but they left because they thought that our ideas were far too nuanced. Um, And I think by nuance, they meant that we just couldn't possibly understand the proper way to do it because we're not them. So that's fine. (laughs) And they also didn't say any of this. This is just something me and Sydney heard when we were spying. And that's the thing. There was a guy who was in there who stayed, who was like pretty harsh, but he stayed the whole time and he had really valuable input. So he was like there to help. At first I was like, whoa, dude, you're harsh. But then I was like, oh, like you just, this is how you feel. They just like left and then shit talked on the way out. I was like, why why didn't you just tell us? Why didn't you raise your hand and say, I think that your idea is too nuanced. And And then we could talk about it. Honestly, if you're in a 30 minute lecture, like don't fucking pack up your messenger bag the last 10 minutes of it like a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. Just stay. Like literally, I know that it was to insult us because right after that, I saw the same dude in the most boring ass lecture I've ever seen. And we Mm -hmm. both stayed the whole time because that is polite. Yeah. Like this wasn't the type of conference to just leave. And I know for a fact that this professor in particular is like a very like self-righteous liberal because he, he led a lecture one night for one of my courses when my professor was absent and like pitched us on his whole like ideology class that was clearly super biased towards liberalism, which I was like, okay, whatever. But he was like, his pitch was very much like, I am the authority on this. And I was immediately turned off then, but I was like, whatever, I never have to take his class. But then when he decided to come to our panel and then decided to shit talk it, I was like, wait, you did this on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) So this is our final point. Final destination. Oh, do you remember those movies? I was going to do a point on how women just constantly say sorry for everything, but we all know that. I'm not going to talk about it. Emily kind of said that. Yeah. So the next point is about how I have never met a woman who would say that they are being an asshole because they're a, a devil's advocate or using that as an excuse to be an asshole. I've never experienced a woman being a devil's advocate. I guess, in short. (laughs) I think there's a difference between being like a devil's advocate and like a business situation where you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to be a devil's advocate and like play from like the consumer side or like I'm going to like be a devil's advocate and be the person who might not like this specific product. Like Mm -hmm. that's very different than being like sexism isn't real. I'm a devil's advocate. (laughs) I agree. I feel like I've seen that. I feel like I see that a lot like online, which is shitty. But when you like (laughs) you see like a long feed of comments of people arguing and you see that one guy who's a dick and then he finally has a comment where he's just like i'm just i just love open discussion and i'm playing devil's advocate i'm like you just called someone ten thousand names and you're also like consistently a dick on every post because i feel like it's something like i find a lot of women describe a certain male friend as like Mm. oh like they're kind of racist but they're just a devil's advocate it's It's like like, racism isn't like a devil's advocate racism is like you're the devil kind of like if you're trying to see the other side on something that like and then say that you're for it it's like okay a good example for me personally is like the abortion issue i feel like a lot of men will be like well i'm just trying to see the other side but i think women should have the right to choose it's like then fucking pick a side dude Mm -hmm. like granted i do think and this is something we speak a lot about on pretty broad it's just like thinking critically and actually trying to see every side but when you're on facebook arguing the opposite side just to piss people off 
that's annoying. Well, and the thing is, like, I've seen productive feeds of people actually asking each other questions, and I never see someone write a really nice question and get a really nice answer and say, hey, thanks, I was playing devil's advocate. Like, you see, you see that in feeds where people are getting shitty and they're trying to, like, save their ass so they don't look like an and asshole. Yeah, someone calls them yeah. out and says, hey, that was really fucking sexist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just being devil's advocate. It's kind of like a, oh, I'm sorry, I really, like, offended you. Let me say, it's like when you do something really rude to someone and say, just kidding. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, it is. it's not a joke. It's offensive. It's like they cut too deep and they're like, oh, shit. I was playing devil's advocate. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, uh, or it's like, I'm not racist. Like, I promise I'm not. I'm devil's advocate. Yeah, like, it's like the no, like we've wrong, we've wrong term out. friend, exactly. Or are you my friend? Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> it's primarily again white straight cis men who play devil's advocate, and I don't want to like blanket everyone because, mm-hmm. like Sydney said, I've played devil's advocate, but not in a situation where someone would be like, "Oh, you're racist," and then I'm just like, "No, it's, I'm not." It excuses me from everything. It's like it's the tendency to use devil's advocate to save your like bigotry let's put it that way yeah i feel like this is just like a running theme though is like what sexism is to us as like privileged women is like men always having an excuse for doing a shitty thing that Mm -hmm. women cannot pull out of their ass yeah like men can claim passion when yelling at someone but a woman is just labeled angry yeah and i think in our experience it's inconvenient and it's disheartening but obviously in reflection it's a it's 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 like um it's like we're just at like the tip of the iceberg and like that's like as far as like the experience for like for all women um for all people yeah because i feel like especially especially (laughs) in this particular podcast like just to clarify we've been talking about women a lot as like a blanket term for like people who may not even identify as women Mm -hmm. and i just want to like apologize in advance for that but we're also talking about like our own experiences and we both identify as that so if we've like already well yeah i think our i think the experiences we're talking about are specific to our own experiences as women and that's why i think what's what'll be really important in our following podcast is to talk about all the ways that sexism materializes for for individuals who you know either don't identify as women or people who have different layered oppressions so like black lower class women black transgender women black transgender men like all these different and then like throw class in there and we really want to get into like clearly what we talked about a lot of you guys can identify with initially but for people whose oppressions are far more layered than that like what are we not talking about that pertains to them. Like, how are we not helping them by ignoring all those ways that sexism materializes in their lives? Everything we've talked about today is something that you all have probably heard or said, or it just sounds like we're complaining about our personal lives. This is the only episode that is going to do that. Mm -hmm. And our next episode is going to delve deeply into a subgroup of feminism and kind of it's gonna be awesome but i really hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about our personal lives for a little bit because like now you know us and this is the only time that's gonna happen so unless you ask like you can dm us i'll tell you more yeah (laughs) um but yeah if you want to skip this one that's up to you well maddie this is the end i am that's it
that's a wrap. I'm glad you stayed so long. Goodbye. <laughs>